0: we Yellow thing in the right hand of <laughs> the screen just popped
1: up.
0: We're yeah. live! Damn. Holy cow! We're live. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Flight Test Community Cast episode 11. Uh, today we have a. Oh, I'm pretty darn excited about this. We have a really cool guest, uh, Ed from Experimental Airlines. I'm not even gonna try to say your last name, Ed. I'm sorry. I'm not that good. Welcome. O'Burn. That's okay, man. Thanks O'Burn. for. Oburn. Yeah. I'm feeling the Oburn.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. How's everybody doing? This fine evening, and we also have, as you can tell, did I did I jump the gun on an introduction? <laughs> A little bit, but that's okay. Doesn't that always happen with me? I'm always like, wait, 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 I have something to say, but it always gets drowned out. I'm sorry. Go on, you can introduce me again if you want. I'll be quiet. No, it's okay. I'll be quiet. I promise. I'm gonna stop. I think people know who you are. <laughs> if, if they don't <laughs> by now, then um, you'll you haven't been listening to the show very long. but anyway (laughs) really how is everybody what has everybody been doing this fine weekend
0: uh it's been raining here it it never not rains anymore yeah yeah raining in virginia oh yeah
1: is it the whole northeast because i was reading about that potentially happening probably that's very sad. I'm sorry to He
2: don't know. He just lives in Pennsylvania. He don't
1: know him.
0: <laughs> I can only see next door. I don't know what the
2: heck's <laughs> happening in New York.
1: Oh dear. Oh dear. But anyway.
2: Oh, this is gonna be a good one this evening. It is.
1: It. It's gonna be a cracker barrel. <laughs> we're,
2: we're we're a little off tonight.
1: <laughs> um well let me let me sorry. <laughs> let me prephrase. Okay. We've had some technical issues. I was fighting with my Mobius camera, which is why I'm using my laptop camera. Um, the the QuickTime refused to start recording when I was testing it earlier, and um, the only thing that's worked so far correctly is GarageBand. So we're off to a really really solid start. And Ed has been a champion and pushed through all of our uh, testing, shall we say?
0: <sighs>
3: Looks good to me, I'm brother.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be one of those nights anyway. So, um, hey, be fine. <laughs> can, can we can we run through some quick housekeeping? Is that is that okay? Can we can we do that? Absolutely. All right. Well, um, yes, please. To, to start things off, um, first of all, can we can we dive into some Facebook stuff? And can I just say we have officially broken three hundred Facebook likes. Thank you all. So very, very much for following us. Um, I actually have to give Flight Test a big credit for that because if it wasn't for um, their um, most recent update and pushing the content for our um, Flight Test Build Nights um, uh, current poll that has now ended, um, we wouldn't be nearly as popular as we are now. So thank you, Flight Test. Thank you, Austin Fury. And thank you all for following us. Uh, If you haven't done so already, just go on to facebook.com forward slash flight test community podcast and you will find our happy podcast with all of the goodies in there. Um, You would have seen if you have been following us that we post all of our um, episodes, including our live links, which I'm actually about to drop that into our community cast page so that we can get more live people following along with us. Uh, because the link that I originally posted as part of our technical issues also decided to drop out. So um, yeah, currently we are only have one live audience member. So that was my fault. I am very sorry for that. <laughs> Who is it? Oh, is it Eddie? It probably oh. is. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Eddie. Oh. Hi, Eddie.
0: Sorry I didn't pick up the phone earlier. When you may I was out to dinner.
1: So, yes. So, anyway, uh, other housekeeping pieces. We officially are now part of Flight Test, uh, Flight Fest Dog Nights. Or, well, what is it? Their building series? <laughs> <laughs> help me out, guys. We don't no. Someone help,
0: please. It's the Flight Test Community Cast Build Night at Flight Fest
2: Nights. Build. Man, this is getting. <laughs>
1: Anyone want to hit the reset? I button? I tell you what, guys, we are yeah,
2: we are gonna be part of the Flight Test Flight Fest Build Series. We're having two community build nights. The first one is gonna be on Thursday night the fourteenth, which is the is it the tiny trainer, I believe. Yes. Is that yes. correct? Yes? Okay, good. I got it right. <laughs> the second one is going to be on Friday night. And it is going to be the arrow. over. Uh, is, is the
0: voting over? Yes, it is yes, it officially is.
1: over. Oh darn! Because I was
2: going to tell
0: everybody to go vote for the uh, mini FT. I, I
1: w- I'm <laughs> right there with you though, Patrick, because I really wanted it to be the FT twenty two too. Oh well. So, um, so uh, continuing uh, the little bit of housekeeping um, for those of you, because I noticed we had a couple of comments. Um, on our Facebook feed, um, for those of you who, cause I'm going to post this in a way that everybody is going to get the information for it. If you haven't followed us already, um, on, uh, on our new feed for our podcast download, please, please, please go ahead and go to your favorite podcast subscription service and go ahead and download our brand new feed. Um, we are now officially running off of Podbean, um, which is the same hosting software that the guys over at uh, Freefall RC um, use. And uh, we are jumping off of that bandwagon to join them. Um, and it basically means that you guys will get your podcasts faster. So um, please go ahead and download that, and we will be happy to share any updates to the feed that will come our way. Anyway, that's all the stuff that I have on my side. Anyone else got any housekeeping pieces to share? Uh,
0: I cleaned up my workbench.
2: Oh, nice job, Pat. Is that code
1: forward going into updates?
0: No, I just, you asked about housekeeping, I clicked
1: up my window. No, 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 wrong kind of housekeeping. Housekeeping being business. You know, you know, um, what is it? It's the quorum procedure, uh, Robert's Rules of Order. You know, there's a certain procedural thing that you have to do for every meeting. Housekeeping is kind of Yeah, I don't pay that.
2: attention to any of that. That's yeah, boring. Yeah, we, we pay no attention to rules around
1: yeah. here. <laughs> uh, was anyone else in a rules. fraternity? The rules. Anyone? Anyone else in a fraternity? Oh no. Okay, I I was. Oh, no. I didn't have to buy my Excuse friends. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, I was I was in a Jewish fraternity, okay? There was method to my madness. <laughs> yeah, and I just silenced you. <laughs> yep. There we go. See? See?
2: Um This this is not going well. Here here, I tell you what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna skip that. <laughs> we're gonna go on to thank everyone that has subscribed to the uh, FT Community Cast Facebook page. And we are looking so forward to seeing everyone at Flight Fest. It is going to be amazing. So can't wait to meet everybody that we haven't met yet there and so looking forward to seeing everyone.
0: Yep. And and Ed, uh... I guess obviously you're coming back because you're gonna run one of the workshops there.
2: Yes
3: indeed, man. Amen to that. I assume all four of us at least are coming to Flight Fest. So
0: I'm absolutely yes, pleased sir. to be
3: there. I'm doing four educational sessions, uh, two unique sessions, uh repeat of each. Oh wow. Cool. One, one on kind of foam board origami, one on uh, carbon fiber working. Oh. So so, yeah.
0: so when you say foam board origami, are you talking like making more complex shapes with foam board?
3: Well, it's just kind of a fancy name for just the ways that I like to fold foam board and the ways that we do into gotcha. wings into uh, fuselage tubes and stuff like that. Very cool.
1: So, RC updates time? <laughs> is that okay. anyone being into uh, doing some RC? The only reason I stopped doing that, Pat, is because we let's um, move that to... Uh, slightly later in the show during the Q&A portion.
0: He always does that to me, Mike.
1: I know. That's because you jumped again a lot. <laughs> By quite a bit. <laughs> so let's go into RC updates. Patrick, all since dead. you're Come very, on. very excited to share, go ahead and tell us. What have you been up to in RC the last couple of weeks?
0: Um, I actually, there there were two nice days to fly last week, and I, I flew on one of them. And then it's rained for, like, every other day for the last month. Uh, So I spent some time at the field and uh, just took a couple of planes. I took my uh, E-Flight Super Cub 25E that's behind me uh, and my my surfer, sky surfer slash bixler, which you can see the tail sticking up behind me right there, and just... Flew those around, um, had a good time. Uh, it was a it was a day when there's a lot of lift in the air, so I was actually able to catch a couple of thermals with the uh, surfer, and keep it up for a while, which was really entertaining because it's far from a thermaling plane. Uh, but but I realized that day how much I love that airplane. It, it just never gets old. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So uh, we do want to say, uh, what's up to Ryan? What's going on, Eddie? uh, Hi, Adam. Adam is saying, nice, Pat cleaned up his bench. (laughs) It's all a rumor. Uh,
1: That never happens, does it? Um, Mikey, I know you're super excited to update us on your RC happenings. I am
2: really excited. Uh, Last weekend, I actually got to go out and fly, really the first time this year. And it felt so good. Oh, my God, I spent like nine hours at the field. And actually, uh, maidened a brand new aircraft for me anyway, and that's the uh Flyzone Beaver. I probably did between six and eight packs doing nothing but touch and goes. So, and I've got video of quite a few, you know, quite a few of the touch and goes. If you guys want to go to my uh YouTube channel, uh, it is the Magic Ones, and it's, it's all it is. I mean, I had nobody to film, I set up my GoPro. And then just clip touch, and goes. <laughs> just one right after the other. It was it was so fun, so uh, relaxing.
0: I love days like that where you just get into that. It's kind of like this end thing. It's, it is. Yeah, it's it, awesome.
2: That's exactly what it was. And, of course, I did. Uh, oh, I might as well tell this story. So I also took the uh, Radian as well. And, uh, and, Pat, I might have told you this already. but uh, So I took the Radian and was so excited to be at the field. I uh, threw the wings in it, on it the battery in it got it all ready to go hand launched it and watched it fly about twenty feet and then the wings folded up guess what i forgot <laughs> i forgot to put the spar in the back <laughs> thing. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> yep that's exactly i'm like <laughs> i felt like such a fool but you know what i was overexcited and just i i I knew what happened as soon as i launched it i saw the wings slowly start slowly and finally they just and it darted
1: thankfully it was only about off the ground so it didn't hurt anything oh yeah mike you're welcome pro tip don't forget your spa well here's the worst part is i had everything out it
2: was sitting on the picnic table where i put the wings on How, How bad you,
1: is that?
2: Bitch. Oh, that's oh. epic. So, yeah. So, oh. That's okay. And now it's recorded for posterity. <laughs> and I know that uh, uh, Chris Roncaglione and uh, Andre Rousseau will die.
1: They're going to listen to this, and I know Andre. He's going to be like, huh. so, guess who who else flew their Radiant recently and lawn darted it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, thankfully, like I said, it was only about eight feet up, so it didn't hurt anything. But, oh, man. But it felt so good to get out and fly. Um, Hopefully, there's going to be a lot more of that going on. So, anyway, so Joel, what about you, buddy? What have you been up to? Well,
1: you know, I've finished the scheme. Finally, finally finished the scheme on uh, my baby Brit. So I will be flying. um, I don't even know which UK scheme it is. Um, but it's a Brit scheme. Um, it's really ornate. It's kind of been really complicated to do. Um, but I finished it. I'm very, very happy with it. It looks amazing. Um, but I can't find a single person in this town who can print on anything lighter than poster-grade paper. So I need to either go down to the local library or the, um, the there's a poster shop not too far from... Where I live, so I need to speak to someone down there and see if they can do anything for me. Because um, at the moment, they they I haven't been able to find anyone who can, which is kind of annoying. Um, but once I find that, uh, then the baby brute will be on the bench. Um, but last weekend, on uh, the that one Allison's birthday, um, her best friend took her out shopping, and so that gave me a couple of hours to go out. And I have found a brand new flying field. And if for anyone who follows me personally on uh, the social medias, aka Facebook and uh, Instagram, you will know that I have in my current professional inventory a DJI Phantom 3 Professional. And so that is the field that I made in that particular craft. Um, so I took the DLG out there and Holy mackerel! There are some boomers out there in terms of lift. Um, and I, for one, the the guys can attest, I have never ever tried, I've never thermaled before with the DLG. I've gotten it up, I've sailed it back down. And the longest flight time maybe was about 45 seconds. Um, I have video proof <laughs> to say that I launched that sucker and I caught a boomer. And it was up there a good two minutes, and I was thrilled. I officially caught my very first thermal, so I was very, very, very happy with that. So uh, yeah, uh,
0: that's very cool, man. Awesome. That's exciting. It stuff. is,
1: and because you know the the thing is with DLGs is once you once you launch it, I am terrified, and Dan can attest to this because. I killed his previous DLG doing this. Um, I have a thing about letting it go all the way into a stall. I do not like, like getting it all the way into the edge. Now, the mini DLG, um, when I launch it, I can see it going up. And I don't like even letting it slow down. I like to push that nose over really, really hard. And I like to get the speed on it just because I like pushing it out over those thermal areas. As I was doing that, I, I saw the wingtip move, and I was like, oh, that's a thermal right there. And sharply turned True. the... And the other thing is with, the, with um, thermaling, I've noticed this, is the faster you respond to anything that you see in the wings, the more quickly you're going to get into those air currents, and you're going to play in those rising currents of air. So... Yeah, I learned a couple of th- a couple of really crucial things. I-, I may have caught three or four after that, um, but then I just got too dang tired because, yay, Florida, we're back at 90 degrees again. So all being said, um, I had a great day of flying, but I haven't been able to get back out since. Um, but I've got some uh, small projects on the bench um, before Flight Fest, so I need to get my Explorer done and Maidened um it's all finished i just need to actually put you know linkages and so forth on all the servos um i need to button up everything on my uh mini mustang but other than that that's me i'm very very happy with progress so far so this week i'm gonna have some time to work on those little things cool how about you ed what is uh what has been going on in the world of rc on your neck of the woods
3: Oh, not as much as I wish I could say. Uh, the latest project is, I guess you could call it a pylon racer ish kind of design. It's a 50 inch wingspan, symmetrical wing, tapered, which is weird for me. Um, CF boom, and just the tiniest pod that I can get all the electronics in, uh, battery, receiver, and so forth, which is, that's become a challenge in and of itself. But the idea is just to be able to haul ass around, maybe break 100 miles per hour with foam board, which I think would be a that's a small coup. Confident. Nice. So it may I'll probably maiden it once or twice here and then break it out at Flight Fest for nice. real action.
1: That's fantastic. So looking forward to that. Yes.
3: It's just way overpowered. Four cell. That's my first foray into four cells.
1: <laughs> no uh, way to break uh, in a four cell like a hundred mile an hour plane. <laughs>
3: why not? <laughs> right? exactly. That's great. Um, got my own little WTF entries, a high lift, uh, blown wing, and then a very large wingspan, twin pod, twin boom, kind of crazy. It was going to be an aileron-less design, it, or not to fly so well, so I'm going to put some ailerons on it and see if I can actually just make it fly around really slow, really long time, um, maybe an hour and a half would, would be
0: nice. Yeah, I definitely want to get into the uh, blown wing with you. Uh, when Joel says time appropriate to do that. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: <laughs> um, I think that's code for Patrick is chomping at the bit, and can I, he please start asking the questions that we have lined up? And the answer is yes. Go ahead, Patrick. You can start. Us oh, up. good, 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 <laughs> good.
0: So yeah, I mean, since you mentioned blown wing concept, uh, if you guys, if Mike and Joel, if you guys haven't seen this video. Um, Basically, what it has done is he, he's taking one of his uh, tubular square tubular uh, fuselages, put an EDF motor in the front of it. It's open in the front. And that blows air in, and it's ducted to the wings, which are, of course, hollow. They're folded uh, foam board. And he's got, I don't know, a billion little holes along the, the <laughs> uh, peak of the wing and blows air back over the uh, the sec the rear half of the wing, and I I assume Ed, what what you're going for there is to uh, as the angle of attack gets higher and higher, you keep air uh, stuck to the wing as opposed to separating and stalling.
3: Yeah, that's the idea. Um, if okay. You, if you haven't already, Google up a uh, jet wing, which mm-hmm. was a design out west, and I saw this in Denver about six months ago. When I was on a business trip and I stopped by the aviation museum there. And it was a very, very small plane like Cessna sized and it had a, a jet motor and it vented off some of the compressor air and did just what you described. And it could apparently fly about 40, 50 miles per hour, um, used car gas um, or or some means that they could follow and land on roads and fuel it up from from cars. And um, could fly really, really slow, land really, really short. And that was kind of intrigued me. Um, so, yeah, it does just what you said. It sort of blows the laminar flow from the most cambered part of the wing back over down to the trailing edge and conceivably over the flaps as well.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a neat idea. And then, uh, like, you have mounted above that the the prop, the motor and prop that drives it. Uh, so So the EDF is simply there to blow air through the wings.
3: Yeah, totally. And it's, honestly, it's a very inefficient setup. It's going to suck up a lot of amps. Just for a small effect, but
0: yeah, and you know those vanaktil fans like EDFs, they can't handle a lot of static pressure. So you, you know, it's going to it's going to be a challenge to get enough to really get a lot of air moving through there. I bet. Yeah, exactly. Like a centrifugal compressor would be way better. But oh, absolutely, yeah.
3: For ten bucks, you know, I'll give it a shot (laughs) with whatever. Yeah, Yeah,
1: right. Why Uh, not? I mean, for essentially. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, essentially. I mean, if if it eliminates the need for vortex generators and it can do the same kind of idea. I mean, what's to say that I mean well, yeah, I I think it's gonna be far more effective than vortex generators by the sound of things, if you can get it to work correctly. Yeah. That's really neat.
3: And so far with just a couple of flights so far it just fortunately or unfortunately it glides so well without the blowing <laughs> system. It's hard to discern like
0: if, right. I, you know, I was going to ask you, you know how do you plan on quantifying this in some way and if so, how? because you know it's, it's got to be a difficult thing, especially at that scale to to somehow measure a change in performance.
3: It's true. I mean, I'm open to any suggestions, but just just sort of a, a full high alpha um, approach to landing it yeah. has a certain distance and then I've turned on the blower and I have to see if I can shorten that somewhat. It's hard. Gotcha. To say.
1: Gotcha. Hmm,
0: that Well, I
3: it's a cool good.
1: idea and
0: it looks, it looks. Yeah. Deep.
1: I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just. Looking. I, I, I'm looking
0: forward to, uh, I hope you're planning on making a video of the results of it. Oh yeah. I good. sure will. Good. good. Yeah. And you also mentioned your WTF uh, contest. You've got a contest going on right now. Um, and do you want to tell the folks what WTF stands for? Since we all have a different. Definition
3: in our heads. Oh, weird! Yeah, for sure. Weird, technological, futuristic was my concept of that. And uh, I used to do these contests quite frequently, just to sort of elicit new and um, unique ideas from the community, like putting modes where they don't belong or adding controls where they you wouldn't expect them. That kind of thing. Uh, there was a seaplane contest, mm-hmm. so this is just one to go kind of falls out just as weird as you can think of to make something that flies that you wouldn't think would fly.
0: Right. And, um, and is that your, your concept is the twin boom thing you were talking about, or is that a different plane?
3: Um, that's, that's one of mine, okay. but by no means is that meant to limit the ideas
0: of the entrance. Well, in the, in the pressurized wing, obviously is something that's technologically futuristic. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are now i i think i saw where like the conclusion or somehow the deadline for this is, is flight fest but That's you right. don't have to go to flight fest to to enter
3: don't have to go just enter a video by that time okay as cool as it would be to be at flight fest and showcase it there you mm-hmm. don't have to be there
0: right yeah and you're giving away some kind of prizes
3: yeah, um, $100 store credit from TapePlanet.com, which is has been our uh, standard um, sponsor for the right. contest, as well as a DX7 radio, which I've long cherished, but time to move on to the next owner. I'll throw in as a first or second play, uh, prize for whoever wants it.
0: Cool. Well, after you came along, I imagine the uh, profits of the colored packing tape companies doubled.
2: <laughs> At least.
3: May have. I don't know. I don't don't hear anything about that. But they're very eager to sponsor. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm
3: glad to have them do it.
1: So that begs the uh, question, then, Ed. So what got you into the hobby?
3: Well, I've been in aviation since I was. Uh, arguably, since I was like five years old, I've, I'm one of those guys who always looks up when you hear or see a plane and watches it go over. And mm-hmm. you know, you're nodding like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, I think that's all
1: three
3: exactly. of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, let's see. When I was in college, my mom got me a, a intro to fly in a Cessna 152 and just kind of cruise around and get an intro lesson. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, I finished college. I moved out to Arizona promptly got my pilot's license, uh, flew around 152s and 172s for about two or three years, and then decided to get into aerobatics. Oh, wow. So I said, well, for aerobatics, you need to wear a parachute, so why don't I go do a parachute jump just for fun and see what that's like? And then that became my main thing for about three or four years, skydiving. Hmm. And then uh, did that for a 1,000 jumps or so, and then... I was out camp- camping with a friend, and he had a slow stick. Just a friend who was not in aviation at all. He was a like a, a dirt bike and dune buggy kind of guy, and he had a slow stick. And I said, "That, that's cool. That's electric. It's 50 bucks. Perfect. You know." So okay. that's signed me up for a slow stick. Uh-huh. And I got the slow stick, and I decided like there's certain cool things you could do better with this, with raw materials and better. Um, better components than you can get in the stock kit. So that led me into a Dollar Tree foam board. And uh I tried a bunch of different foam boards, some heavier, some stiffer, some more expensive, some cheaper, but you know, Dollar Tree foam board I think is the cheapest and the most versatile.
0: Yeah, and I think start... you, I think you were probably the first guy that I ever saw that was really big into using it.
3: Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I tried other ones first. Um Let's see hobby lobby is very stiff but very heavy. You couldn't heavy, bend it. Yeah. And I got the dollar tree foam board. And I was like, "Huh, it's not very stiff, but if you bend it into a three-dimensional design, then it gets really strong mm-hmm. in certain ways." And so um, that's how I bent it over into a wing and said, like, "Man, that's pretty that's pretty spot on and that replaces a lot of like KF airfoils and like slab airfoils that d- just didn't quite do it for me having flown Scale aircraft and um, micro light trikes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you? Uh, I saw something on your video somewhere. You look like you were flying a like a, I don't know, like a powered hang glider or something like that. Do you? Do you own a ultralight or light sport or anything?
3: Yeah, I I did from two thousand one to two thousand, like ten. Okay. I had a trike, which was a weight shift, Mm -hmm. uh, micro light. Might call it or um, light sport aircraft. Okay. <clears throat> so two seater ran on avgas or sorry, car gas and uh, could land in about five or six hundred feet. Very versatile, very fun.
0: Uh
3: uh-huh. um, Still took up a lot of time. So when I got married and started having kids, and when the like eight hour weekends turned into four hours, turned into two hours, it was more amenable to go flying at the park and go flying with your buds. Yeah. You know, to scale. So yeah. it was a lot of fun though.
1: That sounds like a lot of fun
0: yeah someday i'll have something like
1: that yeah Yeah. so so you you were saying you started dabbling around with um the dollar tree phone board um so at the time were and this is obviously long before flight test uh came along or um other channels um that came along so what what was it about Dollar Tree foam board that you were then like, okay, well, I need to do something to increase maybe the strength of this thing or make it a little bit more water resilient? What then kind of led you towards the packing, uh, I'm gonna call it this, the packing tape revolution?
3: Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, I saw it on another channel. It was somebody meticulously covering an already built plane in colored pack tape. I don't know where they got the packing tape. And I can't remember the exact plane, but just just very tediously covering it strip by strip by strip. And I said, man, I do not have the patience for that. But what If I take the whole piece, just cover it all at once, and then cut it down, keeping as much as I can into a wing or a fuselage and so forth. And that, that worked for me. Um, so that was at the point that I decided that this is not a bad idea. I should make a channel, put this one wing idea up, call it something, see if guys run with it. And that's what I did.
0: And it took off. Literally.
2: <laughs> <Pardon me. laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, literally took off. Yeah.
0: No, it is. I mean, it's it, it's a really – what I like about your uh, your planes is well, – even you say it. They're very utilitarian. Um, they're modular in nature. The techniques are fairly straightforward, but they fly great, and, and it's a strong construction when you're done with it. Yeah, that's the idea. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a fan. What can I say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> At the very least. But no. Uh, so, so talk about uh, a little bit more, if you could, about the almond wing and um, uh, and so uh, obviously you have a lot of knowledge about airfoils in general. But what what kind of gave gave you that kind of idea to to form. I, I'm, I'm almost trying to say, like it, it kind of explain the process as to how, what developed the Almond Wing and how that came to be.
0: Oh,
3: sure. Um, well, it started with that uh, the slow stick, which was an under-cambered wing, piece of uh, prefabricated bent foam. And then I started making flat airfoils, which were, you know, they're okay if you overpower them. They work okay. And then I started uh, sort of... Carefully and tediously sanding an upper and lower wing surface and gluing them together, and it was it was kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I,
0: I've done
1: that too. That's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: And it seemed like the KF airfoil was the next step. And I just, you know, having flown, you know, Cessnas and parachutes and, um, you know, the trike airfoils that I did it just didn't appeal to me. That whole like captive. Um, you know, Vortex kind of thing. I just didn't quite buy it. But I did, the appeal of building it easily did. And so I thought, how can I take this foam board and easily and quickly turn it into a, quote-unquote, real airboat that resembles one that we're used to for scale airplanes? And then I came across the idea of just peeling off the um, paper in certain strategic area in the inside of the upper skin to fold it over. And then just kind of hit, like, wow, that's really quite easy to fold over and glue it and hit a real airfoil. So mm. that's how it came up with. And I thought, well, I should give it a name, like instead of people going on the forums and saying, ah, oh, it's that wing that you like fold like this and glue like that. And just, I'll just name it after my son. And it's got a quick and easy name that people can say like, oh, that's an Armin wing. I know that. I know what that means.
1: Yeah. It's really become very synonymous of pretty much all Dollar Tree foam boards because it, even, I mean, the flight test wing is slightly different in the way that it breaks, but essentially it's an almond wing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you take a piece of foam board, you fold it over on itself with an airfoil shape, and the, as far as I know, Ed's the guy that did that. Yep. So.
3: Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the yeah. first guy to do that. I'm just no. the first guy, maybe to make a movie or make a I, video uh, that a lot of people saw.
0: I agree with you 100% on the, the KF airfoils, and I don't know quite why. I'm not a fan of them either, maybe just because uh, I, I, you don't see full-scale airplanes flying around with them. Yeah. Uh, but this is what I started working on yesterday, and I went with the KF-4. It's going to be a slope soar, so it just doesn't really matter, uh, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with your opinion of the KF airfoil, and I don't know why.
3: Yeah, they have advantages. I mean, ease of build for sure.
0: Yeah, and and that's why I went with it on this because short of doing a built-up wing, I don't know how I would have gotten that. Yeah, no
3: that doubt. Shape.
1: So yeah, now that that definitely could be a a, uh, a little bit of a challenge. Uh, it just it almost reminds me of um, going back and thinking about the flight test episodes as well and looking at the plane like the Fun Bat. Um, when it was originally conceived with a I think it's a k2 um, uh, aerofoil and then seeing the difference in the way that it flew with just a a simple five brick wing so yeah it it, amazing I I absolutely loved it and um, this is totally totally uh, changing the subject uh, a little bit but um, I actually have to kind of thank you Ed for getting me into the hobby because if it wasn't for your aerofoils and lucas weekly who created his uh maker trainer from the uh almond wing i wouldn't be in the hobby because i needed a, a really inexpensive way to break into it and if it wasn't for the almond wing um and dollar tree Foamboard board airplanes i wouldn't be sitting here at this discussion so i have to say a big thank you for sharing with the world this uh this aerofoil and uh, really making it very, very accessible to break into this hobby.
3: Oh, buddy, that's great to hear. I get you know, it's the email that I get once or twice a week like that that keeps me going, making videos as I do. So I'm glad to help. Yeah,
2: well, and, and I will say Ed, now. Pat and I can blame you for getting Joel into the hobby. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so I'm a host because what of, you stuck us with. <laughs> Uh, that's excellent uh, always good always good thank you so um, yeah always. yes oh well uh, let's see so yeah we we kind of dived into quite a lot of these um questions already um and i know yeah. patrick will probably come up with more on the fly as well um well i've got i've got I'm sure you do I'm gonna quickly jump in with a great a great question so going back to the the whole flight test thing a little bit um, and talking about kind of um, your involvement with flight test uh, going all the way back to the original J Scott um, can you talk about the J Scott a little bit and uh what was the inspiration for the j scott and kind of the features of it and maybe talk about like how it's a great idea for a beginner airplane
0: yeah i but if i could just jump in i, I and i i remember watching the j scott episode the first time it came out and i thought oh, that's pretty cool then i rewatched it again a couple days ago you pack so much clever stuff in that airplane it's awesome
3: Oh, thanks, man. Well,
0: yeah, it's cool.
3: I mean, the main impetus was that Josh Bixler, who I adore, but he was getting all the credit with the Bixler, of course, one, two, mm-hmm. and three. <laughs> and uh, I thought Josh Scott just needed a plane named after him. So I had I liked the idea of you know weapons and uh, bomb dropping, which was something that was I was kind of into at the time. Uh, pretty basic wing, um, tail dragger. You know, landing gear is not one of my usual things, but I build it into a certain aircraft. Have to you know perform missions, dropping things, and so I just kind of put those all together um, into the the J Scott, and it was like most of my planes, just kind of a logical um, combination of the dimensions of you know working with the dimensions of the air of the uh, foam board, Mm -hmm. not going too wacky. Uh, It was thirty inches long, plus the the tail and the the power plane, of course. And I think it was forty five inches wingspan, so it wasn't like too excessive on the wingspan. And um, I had some really great help on the graphics by a guy I met who entered one of the contests, Roman Sarbriakov, who was just naturally talented at creating the, the uh graphics that resemble Josh and the uh Bixlers that it shot down, the Jay Scott shot down, and other stuff, and I just that really like put it over the edge and making it look cool. So
2: yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just could kind of want to go over, I've got a little list here uh, of some of the features that I thought were really cool in that. First of all, your drop bay that could carry an entire soda can was was pretty cool. Um, you had a folding wing where the spar slid out, you could fold the wing up for transportation, unfold it, slide the spar in, then you had another piece you, you put in and capped it like, and held it all in place. That right. was really clever. The landing gear just clipped in and clipped out like there was a little screw and then a couple little other things that it just, it kind of wedged into. And that was really clever. (laughs) Um, You had a, uh, here's what I want to really ask you about is what is the nature of that hand adjustable uh, motor mount that's in it? It's just like a, piece of sheet metal that's bent that you can kind of take and tweak the motor, or what do you have going on in there?
3: Oh, <laughs> Out of all the things you just mentioned, that's the thing I'm least proud of, because it's <laughs> the lowest tech. <laughs> it's just a little piece of... um. Okay, to back up a little bit, when I lived in Arizona, I live in Virginia now, but many people have swimming pools, and of those, many of them have saltwater swimming pools, and the chlorine generator for those pools is a sort of a stack of titanium plates mm-hmm. coated with rhodium through which electricity is uh, pumped. And that turns a, the salt the salt in solution into chlorine. Okay. And so once in a while these things die about every three or four years. And so you can harvest these, you have friends, you have your own pool, and you cut these things out. So it's like a two millimeter piece of titanium and that you can bend into an L shape. Um, drill holes into it, and then screw your motor to that, and then mount that inside your plane. So it's very light, and it's just the right amount of flexible, so that you can. It's it's stiff to accept the motor, but you can bend it if you need to get a little down thrust, a little up thrust, right or left. It's very handy stuff while I could get hold of it. But now I've got I've got what I've got from Arizona, and that's the end of it, I think.
0: Okay. Huh? Titanium motor mount? Yeah, that doesn't sound low tech at all to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean if, if if there's folks out there listening to us and you haven't seen the J. Scott Airplane episode go and watch it from the aspect just look at what he's put into that plane and, and, and uh, there's a lot of thought went <laughs> right into that and there's some really clever stuff that, that uh, I think I'll be stealing as the years go on <laughs> here
3: Yeah, but I think the retractable spar... Is a very yeah. underutilized. Let's say a 60-inch wingspan and mm-hmm. use a 30 or 40-inch spar, and then either push it in with another piece, or I've worked on a design now that you pull it into the the proximal or the piece that's facing you uh, with okay. a piece of string. It's very light and a good way to you know join a couple of long wings into a very solid, uh, unitary wing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Really cool.
1: Sorry, I'm just going to so... pause the uh, conversation real mo- uh, real quick for a moment um, and welcome a very special uh, gentleman to the Q&A. For his first time making Uh-oh, a Q&A a a appearance, guest? no, no no appearances, Tim Michael, aka the RC Newbie, is here in live chat and Q&A with us. Hey! Um, we have a, lo- a Hi, question Tim. from Tim. Tim would like to know what motor and battery we used in the JSCARP.
3: Ah, uh, that was a HobbyKing um Turnigy AK same thing 2836 1100 KV uh motor. Um, the exact designation that eludes me but it's a pretty common motor and it was a 2.2 amp hour um Turnigy NanoTech which was recommended and I think they used. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my so-called workhorse that's that's the mid-sized plane motor that I recommend and use a lot for the kind of like 400 to 600 gram plane size. Seems to do the trick and it's very inexpensive. And that's
1: running usually a 25 amp you run with that?
3: Um, I usually go about f- f- at least 30 if not 40 amp just to be on the safe mm-hmm. side. It's usually only 2 or $3 more. Why not just have that margin of safety?
0: Very true. What are you running a, a 9, 10 inch, 8 inch prop on that?
3: Uh, that is a nine by four point seven that I prefer on that one.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's funny you say that because that MOSA combination with a twenty-five amp is the exact setup that I'm currently running in my FT Explorer. So, um, and I'm going to be running in a, uh, an eight-inch, probably an eight-six, I believe, on that. So, um, uh, I, I'm interested to see that you put a thirty to forty amp on it. It's tempting me to go up in the amps a little bit to cover my butt a little bit um, on that most combination. Yeah. So it's not a bad idea. You're 100% right. Give yourself a little bit more amp room to maneuver just in case you do anything detrimental to the throttle control, which I have a nasty habit of doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never had a mishap so far, but just err on the side of capacity if you can. Yeah,
1: uh, I my my one of my funny story, are you familiar with the Raiden that was designed by Kevin Matusik? Uh,
3: vaguely so. Yeah, yeah,
1: that I was running a Blue Wonder with a 1047 and a 6 amp E uh, uh, ESC. So Oh yeah. wow! Well. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably tell uh, why. Well, the first one I ran was a six amp. Then I ran a ten amp, and both of them <laughs> went dead stick. <laughs> I it. Uh,
0: I set a twenty-five amp speed controller on fire inside a gymnasium once. It smells Lights. really bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only you, Patrick.
0: They they transferred me to another school the next year. I <laughs>
2: think that might have had something to do with it. I, I can't imagine why.
1: Only <laughs> Patrick. Only Patrick. I,
2: <laughs> I really bet it, it didn't have anything to do with the uh, ESC either. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it smelled awful. Yeah.
1: <sighs> that's funny. That's
2: I actually have a, I, I have a sea wind that I I burn up a 30 amp ESC and got it wet.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That I think we've all had experience accidentally burning out things that we really shouldn't be. Um, So that... Oh, this one. Flames and all. Oh, yeah. I never got to that point.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. Flames and everything. Yeah. When you get them wet, they tend to go pretty cool.
1: (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. So we were talking about DLGs earlier, (laughs) and I know in a recent video, um, you've been tinkering around with some carbon fiber. Uh, boom concepts out of arrow shafts, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, I mean, originally I used carbon air shafts, and lately I've been using some sort of more proper carbon fiber tubes from Radical RC and whatever source you like, but they seem to be much better quality, about the same price, and longer. But I am desperate for help with uh, DLGs because I have no experience. No guidance at all and that's sort of piecemealed it together.
0: So uh there's this guy, his name is Josh Finn. Okay. And uh we might be able to put you in touch with him. This this guy is he's pretty sharp. And Dan who was on before we started recording, uh-huh. he, he has a lot of luck with him too. But uh Josh Josh Finn, he just uh, a couple months ago was over in was it Romania yeah, was it? competing yeah. mm-hmm. for uh the what is it, the F A one indoor endurance mm-hmm. uh, he was like one of three people on the United States team, this guy is pretty he's the real deal Wow. Uh, yeah, it, he's, he knows how to make things that are really really light fly really really well and for long times
1: <laughs> and, uh, okay. I'm all and don't ask me about the LG's because I have this really great habit of letting them go to the very tip of a stall and just not doing anything about it and letting them come right back to where they were launched from <laughs>
3: yeah Yeah, um that seems to be my default behavior as well like it just yeah nose up and i lose half the altitude to come straight back down and then i can just barely make a landing out of it
1: yeah uh that's what you call a very very hard stall and if you if you the, the thing with the dlg is and i've learned this now with my what seven or eight hours of flying with mine now that when you launch it, so you you launch it obviously to the horizon, and with the inertia, it just carries it up to altitude. So when you get to, I'm trying to do this to the camera, but also explain verbally so that our, uh, audio listeners get a sense of this. When it goes up to the peak, almost the very, very peak of its um, uh, altitude, just before it hits the stall, is when you're supposed to porpoise the nose over, and then just to give it a little bit of down, just to take it, and give it a little bit of airspeed as you go into your thermal hunting mode. Um, and what uh, what I found is, um, with me especially, because I I get very scared of that. Oh, it's it's thinking about hard stalling and coming, start coming back this way. Is I've been actually launching and just to practice putting it in and just about 75 80 feet just pushing that nose over and just keeping it on that level trajectory now that's not the proper way of doing it from what i've been told by josh and dan but comfort level it definitely makes it more comfortable for you to get into that thermal hunting mode when you do that and i've noticed that if you give yourself a hard enough toss that you can actually get it to when Nat- kind of naturally paupus back over. So you you'll kind of see what happens with the nose as it starts to come up and then slowly drop as you're as it's kind of climbing out of it. And that's when you'll you'll want to push that nose over and then it'll come out of it. And I'm sure that I've explained that horribly and Josh and Dan will both correct me in time. <laughs> we'll we'll laugh you. at you. Yes. They probably will.
3: So giving a proper toss is not make one a tosser does it
1: um not from where i come from no <laughs> i i will determine i will give you the full definition in post-show <laughs> and it I'll was already, and you know what we said at the beginning of the show to ed that he could take stabs at us whenever he felt necessary that was his very first attempt and he got me first <laughs> I'll just throw that out there good choice good choice ed. <laughs> I'll just point out that it's always me who's the first target for any uh, any uh, verbal abuse, so <laughs> I'll take it happily.
0: <laughs> Very
1: good.
3: Uh, I don't mean to take away from your perfect explanation uh, of trust me. Dlg flying is
1: not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was another good one, Ed. Oh, that was not perfect at all. Uh, but no, honestly, I, I love the idea because. Um, nick uh help me out guys nick uh what's his name nerd nick <laughs> nick Lushna oh, um is well was last yeah. year for a short while uh tinkering around with a foam board dlg also um and i was interested to kind of see where your comparisons were um because yours actually uses a full almond wing just a thicker co- a thinner cord um and he had sandwiched two sheets just like this, and he'd done the, the tapered front. So it was a very, very narrow Dollar Tree foam board wing. So I'm kind of interested to see where your Dollar Tree foam board DLG evolves as time progresses. <clears throat> no, excuse me. Sorry about that. I'll edit that out.
2: <laughs> nah, leave it and, in. And, and by the way, since we're on... Since we're on talking about like thermals and all that kind of thing, uh looks like Susan Connolly is asking if we have any thoughts of the new Radian XL. And I will speak to this only because I have a Radian and none of the rest of you guys do. Not that I can see anywhere. Um, so trying. Oh no, nope, I don't I'm, see any. I'm oh, okay. to get
1: one. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving I'm, you a hard time. I'm almost there. Give me a few um,
2: weeks. Su- Susan, I uh um I like the looks of it. I like the size of it, especially. Um, I'm a little uh, interested to see how that three-piece wing going to work out. So, um, I think it could be a fun airplane. If if it if it flies the original radian, this thing's going to be a ball to fly. So we're kind of waiting to see when that actually uh, gets released and when it comes out. I'm sure that uh, actually the flight test after our guys will probably have one really quickly. And uh, I would say by Flight Fest 16, I will probably fly one. Yeah, anyway, we'll
0: probably so. see a few show up there. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. So
2: anyway, um, hope that answers your question.
1: Um, I'm banned from things that are large, so that will not likely be in my inventory.
0: <laughs> now, uh, Mike and I were actually talking about the uh, XL a couple of days ago when when we were on the oh, we were hanging out on the Google or thing or whatever we were doing. And my first thought was, I don't know, the Radian is such a sweetheart of an airplane. Why would you feel the need to go make it any bigger? Is it going to be any better? And, Mike, your opinion is bigger is better because, you know, yep. you like size because that's how you
2: are. Like <laughs> yes. Same like home. Anything um, larger flies better. That's, yeah, that's all I there is to uh,
0: it. If, if the wing loading, I, I guess it would. If if the wing loading's the same or even a little bit lower because of the the advantage in scaling up, uh, you know, it might be better in catching thermals. Uh, yeah. You can well, catch lighter thermals maybe. I, I don't know. But it,
2: it, the only the only uh, the real upgrade I saw on that XL is the uh, spoilers.
1: Yeah.
2: Other than that. I don't know that it's going to fly a lot different um, until you start uh, activating the spoilers, of course, going to slow down something amazing. Is, is it three-channel yeah. or four-channel? Well, channel. well it's, uh, it's really a three. There's no ailerons, uh, so it's okay. just spoilers. They come straight up out of the wing just to slow well, it down. It, it, it looks really cool.
0: So, what I'm really hoping it does is drive down the price of the regular Radiant so I can get one.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there you yes, go. Yes, please. My birthday's coming up. Did I mention that?
2: <laughs> yeah, you did, in fact. You just, you, you just did.
1: <laughs> For anyone who wants, to... what are you going
2: to be? Twenty-three now. Yeah, how old are you to be, Joel?
1: Listen, I'm in the middle of my quarter-life crisis. Okay, so you work it out. <laughs> oh. There you go. As I said, I'm in the middle of a quarter-life crisis. So one year past that, so I've got some craziness to happen between now and well, June 14th.
0: I, that's totally dependent on how long you're going to live, Joel, and I can't predict that.
1: Well, course of life... Well, it depends on how you keep talking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be quiet now. And about. <laughs> so, uh, go, oh, anyway. going back to Q&A along. Oh. moving along the train. Uh, going back to you, Ed. I'll be back in so, a moment, James. Yeah, go for it. Um, Ed, um, so we were just talking about flying bigger planes and I know that your image uh, on our Google Hangout is, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the the drone, right? I don't remember the name of it.
3: The, the Ansley Peace Drone. There you go,
1: the Peace Drone. I knew it was like something Peace Drone. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, by the way. Um, so t- tell us a little bit, what what is the, because I know it breaks down really well. But what was the kind of the concept behind it, and are you planning on building anything bigger?
3: Well, that is indeed the flagship of, of my sort of fleet, and uh, it started with my entree into FPV, in fact. So I started with trying to build a standard planform plane, with a, but with a pusher motor. And I realized that I have to put the wings so far aft to get the CG situated. That it was just kind of ridiculously close to the tail, so I, I just kind of on a whim thought, "What if I just make it a canard?" And it balanced quite right. And I'm all about weird stuff like that, so I went with a canard, and it was a, a nice balance between just like a thirty-inch fuselage, thirty-inch canard, 60 inch main wing. So there was very few cuts, and it worked like a charm. And so that's been my kind of workhorse ever since. Um, gotten up to an hour long flights which is not that impressive but you know just like off the shelf batteries it's
0: pretty um, good that's pretty impressive to me buddy
3: oh thanks <laughs> um some pretty high uh, altitudes which i don't know if i can legally state that right now
0: 400 is um, very high yes absolutely
1: yeah yes absolutely many,
3: many multiples of 400 feet
1: <laughs> and that's, um, that's 400 feet many times yes say. absolutely 400 feet times multiple yeah, yeah. so yeah he was legal yeah. we promise there you go. 400, 400 feet he's fine
3: and uh yeah like you said it breaks down very nicely so there's very little as I see it like wasted surface so the, the vertical um the wingtips or you know winglets are also the vertical stabilizers. Uh, there's no tail, per se, and the whole fuselage is populated by electronics, if you need to, or batteries and so forth. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. Um,
0: so, really, uh, if you were going for something that would be really inexpensive and, and something that you want some some hang time out of, that that sounds like it would be a good platform to, say, be, I don't know, an aerial drone for mapping or something like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're on a budget and you, you're building out a foam board like us, yeah. I think it's pretty good. Um, I was, um, recently approached by, a, an NGO in Switzerland, um, to build a, a, drone for them to monitor certain, like, humanitarian situations around the world. Wow. And they wanted to very cheaply just, you know, fly a camera over, like, refugee camps or war-torn areas and kind of take a look and then fly back home or just take the video and then crash the thing because it's so cheap. Right, disposable. Yeah. So So are you are you working on that? I built one for them and sent it to them and I have to see what they think about it oh, so far. Wow. That's, That's exciting, awesome. man. That's really
0: exciting.
1: Very cool. So the, yeah. the the question, will you build it bigger?
3: Oh the any plane or that particular any, one?
1: Any of the planes. Is there something in the pipeline that you're thinking about going even bigger than that?
3: You know, it's a great question because sixty inches seems to be the kind of the like the sort of soft limit to foam board wings. Um, I have built up to one hundred twenty inches, but it was very sketchy um, to get a spar that was strong enough to s- support that. And I feel like a ninety-inch wing span with properly placed weights, like not in the midline, but out on the maybe like pile or. Um, like uh, a twin motor with, with the batteries placed out on the wings, not in the midline, might support something like a 90-inch wingspan or even bigger. So my WTF plane that's not the blown wing one but the other one is a much bigger wing, and I hope that that's going to play out hmm. in a bigger wingspan, yeah.
0: Now, speaking of wings and reinforcements and spars and such, you did, uh, did some uh, testing of, of spar designs, and you found that your, your three-layer uh, horizontal spar worked better than a, a vertical spar, or basically an eye-type beam. And, and Austin Fury got sassy with you and said, they disagree. And I think you guys should wrestle for it at Fight Fest. Right. <laughs> well,
2: yes, I think I think we could sell tickets in the uh,
1: tent for that. i going to Well,
3: up. I'll start by saying Austin is the man. Like he <laughs> treated me so so well last year. As yeah, he's a
1: good guy. He's yeah, amazing. he
3: he's yeah. great. And I did not detect any sassiness. In fact, I must have done an in run around my whole,
1: you
0: know. I I was idea. maybe embellishing there. Okay. Maybe maybe
1: a little. Yeah, we were maybe we were just, trying to maybe completely. Just, I think he's trying to go to fight.
3: <laughs> no, dude, I'm open to criticism. Like my observations were like apples to apples, the stacked spar formers were stronger but heavier. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna go like medium to heavy loads, that's probably the way to go. But if you're going light um and sort of finesse, fly fest way is probably or the flight test way is probably the way to go. So you know, there's no perfect way to go about any of these things. You just got to have to consider your op- your uh, priorities. Have you
1: experimented yeah. with box spas at all? Yep. Hey, as long as it works.
3: <laughs> One more time.
1: Uh, have you experimented with box spas <laughs> at all?
3: Actually, no. That sounds really enticing, but uh, so far I've just done foam board or carbon fiber.
0: Yeah, you would need a pretty thick wing. You would be looking at something pretty darn large. I think if you were going to go, well, like a carbon fiber box tube would be fine on a regular sized uh, plane. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to go Dollar Tree foam board with a box, that that I think you're really driving the airfoil thickness, which drives the core, well, which drives the plane. And
1: the the so thing you know. I'm thinking about is because experimental airlines is all about the the concept of doing tubular structures using either the full length or the width of the foam board so if you did that same kind of concept but you went kind of smaller i mean yeah i agree patrick you probably would want to have a bigger wing like thicker cord in order to do that but i still if if you're talking about doing potentially a 90 inch wing using the same kind of idea and doing like a uh, tube like the same way that you would do it uh, like a noob tube uh kind of thing uh, without cutting off the ends and then maybe placing that inside the wing i'd just be curious to see what the strength would be if you were to do that
3: huh that's that's kind of enticing actually yeah who can do it and keep it cheap which is kind of one of my main maxims is to keep it simple and cheap
1: I kind of like that. It's just it, it made me think about yeah. it because you know in planes like the Mini Guinea, the help me out, guys. Which other ones have it? Um, the Mini Guinea, the Explorer, to a certain extent, the FT Arrow, all have like a, but they don't complete the box. You only get kind of the the tabletop on top of the bottom surface of the wing, and then the the sits on yeah, it's top. Like a right, right, right i'm thinking because you specialize in the in the tubes if you could come up with a better way of doing that but you would get i mean for you depending on how you do it you could potentially get longer than 30 inches because if you go at a diagonal you'll get a little bit longer but i don't know i'm just oh. i'm just that that's me throwing out there <laughs>
3: you should run with it man I
1: don't know Uh, I've got so much going on between now and Flight Fest it's probably not going to happen for me but you're welcome to take my idea and run with it
0: I've played around with uh, taking foam board like I doubled it up and it was oriented vertically and then I took veneer and I laminated veneer on the the outsides of it and that was fairly
1: strong and, and still really light
3: I bet yeah that sounds smart
1: mike when was the last time you built one of those wings
0: darth vader's here
1: again oh he's back
2: oh Oh, he is back um that would have been my storch, and it's setting right over there so yes joel i have built one and it's setting right
1: there for one moment while darth vader passes
0: <laughs> <laughs> this happens every podcast, Ed.
2: Every Very podcast, cool. Ed. So. Are we at the hour mark right hour now? Hour five. Um, yeah, just to Hour over. five. Yep, see. It, it, it always happens right at that hour.
1: Yep. Huh. Is it getting better? I tried to adjust the TCIP no. and it didn't work. Sorry, everybody.
2: No, I tell you what, while you're waiting on that, I want to go ahead and say something about somebody else real quick. Only because I just saw the video two days ago, uh, Dale Stratton, which is local fiend on the um, forums. Um, if anyone is familiar with the old PC game Crimson Skies, they had a number of airplanes in this thing, and one of them was the Devastator. And he has just built this thing, and, uh, and it actually flies. Flew, it, flew it two days ago. He made it two days ago, and that this is thing awesome. flies unbelievable and he's actually going to uh, skin it with uh graphics and everything and i cannot wait to see this thing completely finished he will have it out at flight fest 16 and i'm gonna beg him for plans because guess what guys i don't normally build i have to build
1: this (laughs) airplane if nothing else gets mike to build it will be this plane that is
2: oh my god (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, if
0: uh, if if you don't know what Crimson Skies is, it, it's a game that was out maybe about 10 years ago. Uh 10 ish, to 15, something.
2: Something like, something that, like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it, and basically it was kind of set, it's retro-futuristic, steampunk
2: kind of 20s ish. Uh, no, it was it was um 40s. Um
0: yeah, somewhere in that whole like uh, if, if art Germany deco, would have,
2: would have won the the war, the sort of thing. Um, zeppelins and oh my god it it was the coolest game I played that game probably five hours a night every night for like four years the Devastator
0: is a canard design that looks like an x wing. it's a bike yeah. and it's and canard
1: awesome and with mahusive machine guns like and, and it also
2: looks very similar to a corsair only the wings are in the back and there's a canard in front And, of course, it is a bi-wing, like an X-wing kind of thing. Um, Just unbelievable-looking airplane, and Dale has figured it out and has actually flown it a couple of times now and even flew it in the winds of, like, 15 to 18 miles an hour. Um, In the show notes, there will be a link to the uh, Maiden, and uh, subscribe to Dale, uh, a.k.a. Local Fiend. Um, The guy's amazing. Just the guy does some so.
0: really cool stuff. He, he's the guy I talked about a while back that, that had that zero was yeah. on floats or something. Yes. Uh, yep. He does some really cool
1: stuff. Can I just say that yeah, really cool I stuff. was super impressed at the fact that it tracked Kid you Not on rails the entire flight. It did not divot from its flight path even a little bit. It was Mm-mm. incredible. I don't usually say... That I
2: Beautiful, you need to take a look at it. It's I name. don't usually
1: Sweet. threaten to steal airplanes, but Dale, you better hide that thing.
2: <laughs> well, if if skinned, he better hide it because I will flat steal it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been a thief in my life. No,
1: so. nor me, <laughs> nor me. Oh, that was a really good, good uh, segue. So uh, thank you for bringing that one up, Mike, because I com- I wanted to bring that up yeah. during the show. So thank you for Uh-oh. for.
2: Oh my God, uh, that plane's so cool! Unbelievable. And and not taking anything away from me. anything you're doing, Ed, because because what you're doing is fantastic. But I had to mention that airplane because I love that game so much.
3: Yeah, that sounds cool.
2: <laughs> it is really cool. We'll so.
1: definitely, 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 definitely be <laughs> plugging that. Um, so, uh, let, going back to our Q&A, and I know I was earlier talking about the um, the Gotha Gaggle. Um, Ed, are you familiar with the happenings of the Gotha Gaggle?
3: Um, yeah, a little bit. There's the Gotha, which is the parent ship, and then there's the planes that follow it, which have all these different uh, skins on them that you can download and get sent to you and so forth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are
1: you going to be a participant Absolutely. in the Gotha Gaggle?
3: I would like to. I'm not sure if I can enter at this late date, but what do I need to do?
1: Okay. So,
2: Well, and here's another question that we have. Do you go on the forums much?
3: I don't as much as I should, and I admit like post things when I have a big sort of project to throw up there, I think is useful to other guys, but I don't go on there
2: every day. Okay. Well, there is a huge, I mean huge thread. Um <laughs> Steven Rosema, a.k.a. Ratch um, is actually doing the skins um, Dan spotholes is actually the one that come up with the baby Baron and the baby bed. and of course Joshua Orchard um, Wilson man uh, is actually the one that uh, built the Gotha and is it. Uh go out there look up the Gotha guy all you gotta do is just say Find a uh, either a a baron or a brisk skin that you would like to have. Um, find a picture of it somewhere on the internet. Make sure no one else has it, of course. Um, send it to him. He would be more than happy to uh, get you a skin and he'll send you a PDF. Happy for your email. He'll send you a PDF of the skin so you can print out yourself and uh. The plans are up on FT, so about flight tests. So, or flight, yeah, flight tests. Yeah.
3: Oh man, cool.
2: So, All right. It's, it's really cool, and and I think there's what forty some people in it now Something already.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah. So the question then becomes, yeah. for which side will you fly? Will you fly with the Axis and fly a baby Baron, or will you be a mighty Briton and join the Brits and the Allies?
3: Oh boy, I think I gotta go Axis, ah. man. Gotha.
1: That's right. <laughs> you do right on. You know, you out of every host, I am the only one flying with the allies. The only one.
2: <laughs> oh boy. And and I am an American, but, I mean, I'm I have to support. I have to support Joshua Orchard. I have to support him.
1: Not that I blame you any. However, baby Bert forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and if
2: but yeah, it's it's gonna be a cool thing, and, and I do know something else too, and I don't know if it's gonna happen, so we're kind of waiting and see what happens. But uh, apparently, in two thousand eight at Null, I believe it was, um, they had ninety nine airplanes in the air at once for one minute, and it was a uh, some type of a world record. So I think during this, maybe during the uh, Gotha gaggle or right. Around it, we're going to try to get more airplanes than that in the air, but we don't know if we're going to be able to get a record or not because it takes a lot of time to get uh, Guinness up and all that kind of stuff.
3: So. Wait, I, th- I thought an average uh, combat session was more than hundred planes.
2: I thought so too, but I mean, I don't think we ever made it official.
3: So. Oh, we can crash that. Yeah, you
1: have to actually. <laughs> yeah well exactly <laughs> yeah just get a good comeback going at flight fest I'm sure that will happen uh, speaking of yeah.
2: well you have to remember it's got to be a minute every, every plane's got to be in the air for at least a minute after that chaos can ensue
1: yeah well exactly well my question then is Ed I'm guessing you've been at flight fest every year is that correct
3: actually only the last year oh okay to admit. Yeah. Ah,
1: yeah. so I, I was under the impression you were at 14 yeah, as well yeah um...
0: I want to ask you about your your camping setup, Ed, because I know you uh, at least at the first couple of days you were out in the uh, mud bog of the alfalfa field. That's right. uh, kind of out behind the house, and you had what looked like was like kind of an A-frame set up on the tr- uh, the bed of your truck. What what was going on there?
3: Uh, well, I stopped um, at a Home Depot about halfway up between Virginia and Ohio, and got a couple of insulation boards like a. Uh-huh. Inch and a quarter um, aluminized uh, insulation board. And this is a uh, derivation of something I'd seen at Burning Man, like very peripheral to that, but it just made it, yeah, like a roof with duct tape. And me and my son camped under that in the bed of the truck, man. It was that's super cheap. Awesome. That's awesome. Oh, that,
2: that's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that guy's brilliant. clever. <laughs> that yeah. is absolutely brilliant. It's,
0: it's a yeah, Burning Man. I'm a. I have to ask you about that because I don't think I've ever spoken to someone that has been to Burning Man and I've always wanted to just like experience that. That just has to be like being in a different universe.
3: It's true. Like the more times I've been, the harder it is to explain. I've been five times, um, two times with, let me think, two times with my family in some part. And then the third time with my whole family once Completely by myself, and then once with some friends, so five times. Um, it's a very artistic, uh, music oriented, art oriented sculptures, like sort of open minded, kind of do your own thing. It's like Flight yeah. Fest without the flying part, um, but everything else you can imagine. Uh, it's definitely a camping kind of thing. Um, very hard to explain. I encourage you to watch yeah. some videos on. YouTube? And,
0: oh, I, I have. I, I would love yeah. to experience it. I, it's just so different than your day-to-day experience that I, I think it would be amazing.
3: It is. I mean, the main paradigm is nothing is for sale, which is a relief, except for coffee and ice. Um, everybody's self-sufficient, so you're on your own per se, but everybody kind of relies on each other, which is kind of you know, flight festy too. Yeah, yeah. and every, and whatever that the thing is that you do, that you enjoy the most, is the thing that the community appreciates the most. So, if flight fest, it's like it flying and building. There, it mm-hmm. could be building a huge burning sculpture or um, some interpretive art or playing music and so forth. So it's riding a two-person bike around naked. Yeah, whatever yeah. whatever your thing is, that's where you do it.
1: That's really cool. and yeah,
2: That would be something to see.
1: Yeah, and I, I did a – because I'm a hospitality major over here, so I studied events, and Burning Man was one that I had studied. And out of all the events that I studied, it is by far the most interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, but in the same way that everyone comes and brings something in, when everybody leaves, nothing is left behind.
3: That's right, and it is pretty a much yeah, not, crystal, not a molecule of
1: yes, yeah. um, it's unbelievable. Well, that sounds a lot like <laughs> it's unbelievable. I have never I've never seen an event quite like Burning Man, and it's really interesting to hear the perspective from someone who's been and gone and seen it. Yeah, Joel, let's go. Uh, not this year, mate. <laughs> I've got a trip to Ohio planned, so Burning Man ain't going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> and it's literally the other side of the country for me. Literally. Um, so, Ed, um, if you don't mind me asking the question, you, you previously mentioned you used to live in Arizona. So what what prompted the move to Virginia short of getting away from the tremendous heat of the desert?
3: Uh, well, there was definitely that but mostly to be close to my family. I actually grew up in Virginia, went to high school and college here. I moved out when I uh, c- completed grad school, just kind of sought my fortune and adventure out west. Uh, took 20 years to accomplish that, and then came back to be close to my, my mom, my sister, my family back here.
0: And, and oh, awesome. what do you do for a living?
3: Um, <laughs> it's hard to explain in a way that a layperson could understand, but... I'm a medical records and medical coding consultant and auditor, so when you go see the doctor or you're in the hospital and there are medical records generated as a result of that, my company makes sure that they accurately represent the reality of your hospital or clinic encounter with the physician and so forth for research, for billing and so forth. Okay.
2: Okay, so so my question to you is because I did watch some of your uh, videos up on your channel. Um, at one time, I'm guessing you were a doctor or are a doctor.
3: I was a physician assistant for eleven years.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because you were very uh, uh, intelligent about the description of uh, um, your unfortunate uh, pyrotechnic accident. Oh, that's
3: right. Yeah, I was a PA in the middle of that. Did it for a little bit after that, and then gradually transitioned into what I do now. But yeah.
2: So, so that was the other thing I wanted to talk about: is your not necessarily your pyrotechnic accident, but your pyrotechnic uh, experiences, because it sounded to me like you were doing some pretty crazy stuff. Right?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to make skydiving as cool as I could make it with, you know, smoke, fire, and whatnot, and I just pushed it right up to the limit and crossed yeah. the limit, man. It was, a,
2: it was yeah. a stupid mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to see it, but uh, glad you're doing well, man. I think it's awesome. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, could and, be worse. Uh,
1: yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, after watching it, well, yeah, it could be a whole lot worse. After
2: watching that video and, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about it and, uh, uh, you know, Understanding how you you know you really explained how ninety percent of everything that was going on was in your head afterwards, that was really cool to hear. And uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct a lot of people over to watch, you know, watch that especially because of the attitude that you have. So I appreciate you know that because I I know a lot of people that uh, uh, have had let's say disabilities, and their attitudes are not near as good and they need to pick it up a little. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. That's great, man.
2: Anyway, I can help. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty fantastic. I mean, it was inspiring to me by all means. So, it And the only mental, yeah. <laughs> I should say the only, the only problem I have is up here.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh and yeah. Boy,
2: those are some problems.
1: Yeah. Holy well, man. I think we all hey, have those. At least I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, mo- moving on to um, some more light, hearted and fun things, uh, other than Patrick's microphone attacking him. <laughs> yeah, <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you dabble with anything else other than the foam board airplanes? Uh, is there anything in the, in the hangar to take note of, or is there any areas of aviation, uh, other than, of course, your ultra lights and um, full-scale aviation are there any other
3: RC-related endeavors that you are enjoying? Yeah, potentially. I mean, honestly, these days I'm sadly completely out of scale aircraft. Um, just mostly a, a budgetary and time constraint situation. But when I showed up in Richmond, um, a fellow recognized me in the Richmond Airport from YouTube and said, "Hey, you're Ed from Experimental Airlines. You should come flying with us sometime. RC flying than that is." And is uh, a really nice guy who's um, into RC, but also is building a velocity oh. uh, scale plane in his garage. Ooh, nice. So he's a composite guy. Ooh. So he's turning Ooh. it on to some composite um, capabilities. Like, and I'm going to start slow, like control surfaces, and you know maybe just a few slots too. Just got to keep it cheap, uh, keep it simple. But so composites are, I'm sort of proud yet ashamed to say at the same time, might be part of my future in... Uh, you know, in RC flying, if I can keep it, again, simple and cheap, yeah. accessible to other guys.
0: Uh, yeah, there, I can give you simple and cheap. Uh, Minwax polycrylic, and I'm looking up at my fiberglass hanging from the ceiling right now, point five six ounce per yard, uh, covering Dollar Tree foam board. That's, I mean, that's not truly cool. composite. That's just kind of a skinning of the thing instead of the crappy paper that's on it, but... Uh, Anyway, it's simple and it's cheap.
3: Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. It
2: leaves a great uh, surface for painting.
3: Nice, nice.
2: Yeah, and 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 when you're at Flight Fest, make sure to uh, probably check out uh, Joshua Orchard because he does a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: he's uh, he's giving a, a workshop on that. Yes. Uh, I think he's giving two workshops on hot wire cutting and one on uh, that type of fiberglassing, and uh, I'm going to be. His lovely assistant. Aww. So stop by and say hi.
2: So cute, Pat. I can't. I can't wait to see the sparkly outfit. I really. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> I just hope it's not too muddy for heels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: man, I'm gonna be at every one of the other uh, set, building sessions. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to more than giving my own or going to the others.
0: Yeah, i might just try and hang out in the corner of everyone. Yep. Yeah. Not necessarily participate, but watch.
1: Oh, that's great. Um, So, Ed, when are you planning on arriving in Ohio?
3: I think on Wednesday night. Probably pretty late, but I'll be there all Thursday through, halfway through Sunday.
1: Fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. Well, uh, that wraps my my questions. uh, Have you guys got any other additionals? Well,
0: I, definitely look us up when you're there, man. Um, yeah, we're please. also going to be doing, I, I assume we're doing a podcast from there. I know we'll be yeah. we really officially.
1: Absolutely, we're going to do a uh, podcast.
0: Man, stop by.
2: Well, we're going to try to do something. Uh, um, also, uh, uh, we're going to do a lot of recording of uh, a lot of the guests and, and, and pilots and, and, and spectators. and we're yeah, just gonna We, we want to get, get, the, full, we wanna
0: get the people's perspective.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Um I'm actually going to have one of the uh, voice recorders uh instead of just my phone so we can actually get some decent quality. Oh, no, nah, the phone the phone's okay, but what happens when you run out of battery bud? then you backups. don't have a phone or nothing.
1: Excuse so, me, there are enough LiPo batteries right. at that venue that I will have no problem keeping my phone charged. I promise you that. <laughs> okay.
2: yeah. Well, I think I think I'm going to get a regular, you know, uh voice recorder mm. just for this. So just, just so we can, you know, have some high quality stuff oh, as well. Oh, um, Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Um, can't wait to hang out with you a little bit. Ed. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, see what you got going on and what you bring with you. So yeah,
3: definitely. Are you guys going to be a fish volunteering?
2: Yep. Uh,
0: absolutely. Um, well, I volunteered the last two years and. I will end up helping, as a matter of fact, I plan on getting there at Tuesday um, to help set up and everything, but uh, I'm not officially going to be on the volunteer list because I, I, I really want to a year and just experience it. Uh, like the last two years, last year I only flew one airplane and that was Mike's Radiant. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of just want to be selfish for a year and, you know, experience it from the whatever side of things.
1: Yeah.
2: But, but he, he he really isn't going to be uh, not volunteering because
0: oh
3: and, yeah well, I'll and, be and I'm gonna to well but it.
2: I got plug I got to plug some of our stuff too um, while we're talking about flight exactly. test because uh, of course uh, the flight test community podcast build nights again are Thursday and Friday and I know we're going to be at least there for witty comment, if nothing else. Yeah, witty commentary
1: and uh, somewhat assisting, because let's face it, how helpful can we really be? (laughs) Well, how helpful can I be? I don't build them so far. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Ben Greenwald and uh, uh, Eddie Black, um, also to Tommy, I'm gonna say Amour, even though it's Tommy Armor. Um, we're gonna say Amour because I mean, uh, Amour uh, sounds sexier. Yeah, it, it, Tommy Love. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we've got uh, we've got uh, build nights on Thursday night and mm-hmm. Friday night. Really looking forward to those. And uh, of course, I'm gonna be working the registration and then probably be doing some shuttle driving. Um, i sure so what are you up to? Um, well, flight first fest?
1: of all, this is my very first flight fest, so I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I will be arriving at 9 p.m. Uh, on Tuesday um, with a full day of travel behind me. Yay. Um, but I will be, uh, I don't know if Andre officially has me on the list, but I will be on the build tents and registration. Um. So I don't know exactly if that's official yet, but that was my request. Uh, So I will obviously be uh, floating for our build night uh, on both of those two, um, either as part of the witty, plucky commentary or assisting those guests who will be building the airplanes um, because whatever Ben decides to throw me on, I will happily do it. Um, But yeah, no, my goal of Flight Fest is to really kick... And if not... Yeah, exactly, you know... Uh, kick, back and enjoy, <laughs> kick back and enjoy the event. Um, I will be uh, camping, so uh, it, it's going to be a really, really good time. And even though Patrick is going to yell at me for it, my entire fleet is coming with me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. So, uh, what, what about you, Ed? Are you volunteering at all other than the uh, uh, build stuff? Yeah,
3: I plan to. Um, build tent sounds special. Great. I'm not really sure what the official destinations are, but you know, just uh,
2: yeah. I'll have have you tents. not? Signed
3: up? I haven't yet.
2: Okay, but will I'll make sure that uh, he, uh, knows you're coming and uh, Bill Dents is going to be where you'd like to be. So we'll at least get that. And if you get on, uh, if you get on the forums, uh, there's a place. Actually, if you go out to uh, flightfest.com uh-huh. Place to volunteer and you can put it in there, mm-hmm. and I'll make sure he knows that you're going to, and hopefully uh, you'll get—I won't say preferential treatment, but oh, yeah, yeah, probably I a think, little. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let, we'll let, try to move it that way. If we... Do, do we have the? Cool. Hey, Ed, I mean, I can't promise <laughs> anything, but uh, Andre can.
0: Ed, uh, what, what's
3: your <laughs> forum username? My forum username, I think, is xair. Okay. Excellent.
1: Okay, cool. cool. And. uh, Ed, if people want to get in touch with you, um, obviously they can follow you on YouTube as Experimental Airlines. Um, but how else can they find you?
3: Uh, that same name at gmail.com is the next best way. Just to email me straight up. Uh, comments and remarks are they're fine on YouTube, but not the most direct. I don't have a chance to check them very frequently, so uh, Gmail is the best way.
1: Fantastic. And do you go on the socials at all? Mm-hmm. Are you an Instagrammer?
3: I'm sad to say I'm not, man. I think I'm two, two or three years past the demographic
0: to do that. Yeah, you're right there with me, then.
1: <laughs> I'm a young
2: and I... Guys, come on. I'm 52, and I do it all, but I don't do it enough. Yeah,
1: well, Mike, it's okay. You're forgiven. I follow you quite well, and uh, you've a good number of clips out there. You're good. You're you're yeah, do a you're bad. an unofficial Instagrammer in some capacity. You're better than Patrick. Patrick doesn't post anything. I don't
0: want to do anything. I have Facebook. That's it. That's enough for me. Yep.
1: Yeah, nothing he does in anyway. it. No, no one wants to follow Patrick anyway. Let's face it. <laughs> Why would? they? So uh, with that being said, uh, I think we're getting ready to close out for the night. Uh, we're getting on an hour and thirty minutes already. Um, so, uh, where where can everyone find you, Patrick? Facebook. That's it. Facebook. <laughs> De- Patrick Sean Patrick Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I'll just just Look me up there. You can also find him posting frequently on the Flight Test Community podcast page. <laughs> oh, on the forum. <laughs> I,
0: teach. I teach.
1: Yep. What about you, Mikey? Where can people find you at?
2: They can find me on Facebook as Michael Finley. They can find me on forums at Magic. They can email me at themagicone at gmail.com. Um, I don't know. Instagram is, uh, I think, Mike Finley. Um, Twitter is oh themagicone.
1: He has every uh, social platform. I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs>
2: It's okay. I'm on Google. Um, you know, and of course of course I'm always on the the flight test community cast, mm-hmm. Facebook and Google. Yep. And YouTube. Chris, oh yeah, my YouTube. Don't I, forget my YouTube. Go out and watch my uh <laughs> the videos. Touch and goes with my and Uber.
1: don't worry, we'll we'll sound touch and goes <laughs> Oh I have a plethora of show titles to choose from tonight. Oh boy. Okay. Alrighty then. Well, uh, as I finally jot down the name of our last show title potential, um, the uh, you guys, if you are receiving messages back through Facebook, you can thank Mike for responding to our direct messages through Facebook. Um, Mike has been kind enough to answer a good number of the questions that have been coming in through the page. So if you do... Have a message if you want to shoot us a line, definitely shoot us a message directly through our Facebook page. That's Flight Test Community Podcast. And, uh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, it. Mike will be very happy to answer those questions for you. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to send us an email, ftcommunitypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. And Twitter at ftccrc, and on Instagram, same thing. You can find me at Ickle Joel on um, the, on the Google Hangouts, and uh, I also go by J Cannon Six Fourteen and uh, JACRC on the forums, so you can find me in there. With that being said, um, we have uh, we're gonna do Mikey. What do you think? We should plug the next couple of shows real quick. I'm-
2: you're you breaking up. What? Should we
1: plug the next couple of shows real quick,
2: um, or should we
1: let them wait? Let's
2: let's let's plug the next one. Yeah. But then uh, the one after, let's hold off okay. until next That's week probably... because we have something very special going. Very excited. In in what? I guess that would be. Uh... That's this one. Hang on. That's this one,
1: Mikey. I... That's this one, isn't it?
2: Well, I know the next one is that, that... one. And, and you can go ahead and talk it, about that right. while I look at it. Uh, while you,
1: you, while you like get I'm that one organized. So the the next show, guys. So just so you know, between now and Flight Fest, there are two shows, Mike, if I remember correctly. Uh, the next one is going to be yes, the uh, – one on the 5th. Yep. Well, it'll be recorded 5th, on the 5th, and it will release that week, which I believe is the 9th of June? You're correct. Um, so, You're we correct. release on the 9th of June. That episode will be what we are calling Flight Fest Prep, and Flight Fest Prep is going to be a, another hostful. Uh, we're going to invite a plucky commentary to join us for what we are going to be doing is talking about my notebook here and every other person who joins this notebook and uh, this part of the notebook, which we will talk about here. I don't have a notebook. That's okay. No, Remember, I'm, I'm the crazy organized one. And what that show will be about is preparing for large RC events, and what we plan on bringing with us, and how we organize ourselves, and what we plan on bringing with us, and how we plan on packing our vehicles. So that is going yep. to be episode twelve. It will be a hostful, wow. and that will be live recorded yes. on June fifth. So. Please join us for another YouTube episode on the 5th of June. Once again, we will probably go at 8 p.m. Unless something changes, we will let everybody know.
2: Mm -hmm. And then the next show, which I won't tell you a whole lot about, but it will be recorded on the 19th of June, released on the 23rd. And I will give you a bit of a sneak uh, preview, only in the fact that it will include one of the flight test members. So please stick around for it. It's going to be very important for you to listen to if you're going to Flight Fest 2016, but it will be fun to listen to anyway because who doesn't want to listen to us, right?
1: exactly. Oh, another milestone real quick before we wrap up the show. Guys, we are back to our numbers and we have officially surpassed them. We are at 15... Thousand downloads as of right now, so fifteen thousand total downloads. Oh, nice! So, thank you all so much for listening. Is, is, that, just from, is that just from Podbean, or is that that's total? That's everything. Everything. Okay, that's absolutely that's total of everything. Well, that's fantastic. So, so, thank you all. Um, Mikey, do you want to close this out for the evening?
2: Uh, yes, I do. But before we do that, I do want to thanks. God, I can't even speak now. I want to thank Ed so much for coming on and uh, being with us and being a part of this. Um, We appreciate your time. Uh, We really uh, uh, want to say thank you, and thank you for all the work that you do with uh, the airplanes, man. You've done just some unbelievable work. So thank you so much for coming on.
3: Yeah, fellas. Thanks a lot for having me along. It's been a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, thanks for oh,
0: putting up, up with us, man. Uh, I, I definitely look forward to uh, talking to you at Flight Fest this year. Uh, we actually met in the soybean field last year. I, I met you at Armin. I, I found your plane after combat and oh. gave it back to you. But anyway, well, crosses for that,
3: man. <laughs> do it, <Amen, ahead>. sir.
2: <laughs> yep, and uh, yeah, we we met, but ever so briefly. But I do have some photos of you and stuff. Uh, matter of fact, on this uh, on this podcast episode when it gets released. Um, the picture that I uh, had taken will be on there, and it was from Flight Fest last Thanks, year. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, so, um, just, just know we are fans. I mean, it's not you know we, we're not kidding.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Truly, are fans, man. So, uh, greatly appreciated for everything that you've done. Not only uh, you know just for us, but but for the hobby as a whole, because you've brought a lot of stuff to the hobby. Yeah, you
0: really you have. Really. I mean. Uh, I, I was pretty geeked out about talking to you because you've done really, like Mike said, you've done a lot and, and I think you're one of the pioneers of the Dollar Tree foam board, which is such a, you know, inexpensive way to go that it's
1: gotten a lot more people into the and, and,
3: uh, Thanks guys. I'm just another guy who made some videos. That's all the credit I can yeah. take, man. Thanks. To well, if it, but you've done exactly, it well.
1: If, as, it, as they've said, if it wasn't <laughs> for you and if it wasn't for Make Magazine and Uh, you know, Lucas Weekly, I wouldn't be in the hobby at all, so uh, thank you, and and the funniest story is, is as I was looking through those Make articles when I first saw it, you were the very first YouTube channel that I hopped onto, and I was fascinated from the second that I started watching, so no thanks to all of your content that I am fascinated with Dollar Tree Foam and all of its capabilities and getting me into this hobby, so thank you very, very much.
2: Uh, very cool, man. Good to hear cool. it. So for everyone else out there listening, uh, we want to say thank you so much for listening and pushing us over uh, a thousand downloads. Um, everybody uh, out there, please keep listening. Please keep subscribing. Please like us. Rate us on uh, uh,
1: Please like and, us. Yeah, please <laughs> like us. The ratings <laughs> in iTunes are really important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: absolutely but but we do appreciate what you know all the support that we've had from everybody in the community um just thanks a lot guys uh and by the way Ed, you will be getting a t-shirt for being on the show yep. so uh and you will receive that at flight fest all right uh, yeah <laughs> so, so again thanks everybody and uh we will see you on episode 12 thanks again for listening have a great night good night up good evening good night
3: Adiós.